the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University proudly presents Sharks Weekly, a deep dive into HPU athletics and its men's and women's athletic programs. Who are this week's standout performers? Which program is making a splash in the classroom, community, and on the field? What are the upcoming schedules? All these questions answered and more. Coming live from the DSE Hawaii eSports Arena on the Hawaii Pacific University campus at Aloha Tower Marketplace, here's your host, Hawaii Pacific University's VP of Marketing and Communications, Jeffrey Rich. Hawaii Esports Arena here on the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University. We're going to talk about women's volleyball today. We've got a great lineup of uh, players and our head coach here. So let me start by introducing uh, HPU's head coach, um, Jenik Tumeneg. I think I got that right. We were talking about the origins of uh, the name, the French <laughs> history and, and, uh, and, and influence. But let me give a little bit on your, on your bio, Jenik. Um, so you, you're coming off your seventh season here at the helm of the Sharks volleyball team. Uh, you've got a lifetime record of 169 and 114. This past season was a tough one, um, six and 23, or excuse me, three and 23. Um, you're a coaching veteran on Oahu. You've been at this for more than 25 years. Wow, it's a long time to be coaching. Uh, prior to being named the interim uh, head coach here at HPU, uh, you were the first assistant at HPU uh, since 2012. Um, you've been heavily involved in recruiting, uh, floor strategy, player skill development, and uh, scouting. Um, before coming to HP, you served as uh, the head coach and program director at the Iolani High School here in Honolulu for six seasons, from 20 uh, or from 06 to 2011. During that uh, run at Iolani, you posted a fantastic record: 184 wins and 43 losses. It's an 81.1 percent winning percentage. Fantastic! Wow. Your team's placed in the top three in the Interscholastic League of Honolulu every season and was ranked among the top uh, teams in the postseason uh, in the top ten in Hawaii in all six seasons that you coached. At Iolani, your teams were uh, in the finals for uh, the American Volleyball Coaches Association High School Academic Team Award uh, 2008 to 2011. Great accomplishments. You led the Raiders in 2007 to the ILH Regular Season Championship on their way to the championship match of the Hawaii High School Athletic Association. The Raiders finished that year 41-6 and in 2007, earning a PrepVolleyball.com national ranking of 39th. You were named the ILH and Hawaii State Coach of the Year. Congrats on that. Janik, you. Um, you started um, uh, your high school coaching career at your alma mater in Honolulu's Farrington High School back in 1991. Um, posted a record there of 295 and 105 in 15 seasons. That's a 738 winning percentage. As the varsity coach and program director, you led the governors to three Oahu Interscholastic Association championships in 95, 99, and 2000, and 12 consecutive HHSAA state tournaments. Wow, it's quite a resume. Well, thank you for the bio there. <laughs> yeah, it was a long bio to read of accomplishment and, and fantastic. So you're at HPU now. You've been here for a while, and uh, you're coming into uh, the new a uh, new season. And 
you're rolling. So give us a little taste of, of how the team dynamics have gone this year, what's been some of the, the high points and the, and the low points as you get rolling this year. Yeah, well, obviously coming off a, a tough season like we did this past fall, um, all we can do is get better and get back in the gym and work. Um, I feel that our returning class has uh, gained a lot of experience of what it takes to, to be successful in the conference. So I'm excited to continue uh, working with them. Fantastic. Well, you brought three of your star players uh, today along. Let me introduce your, your players. So first we've got um, Ella Dotson. Ella is a marketing major. Uh, Pua Beasley, a major in human resources. And Violet Sickles, um, an undecided major, but leaning a little business. Did I, did I hear so? <laughs> Let's start, Violet. Maybe, maybe kick off with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, and, and what your focus is academically. Um, I'm from a small town in West Virginia called Bridgeport, West Virginia. Um, I always had in my head that I wanted to be in Hawaii, and then whenever I finally got Coach to email me back, it kind of ended <laughs> up just working out. Um, I was pretty strong academically in high school, and coming here it's kind of been a little tougher, definitely, but I'm working toward getting that GPA up and getting back to a 4.0, yeah. sitting at like a 3.3 right now. So not awful, but definitely lower than what I expected. It's respectable, but uh, yeah. it's good to set your sights high, right? Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Well, welcome. Thank welcome. you. Pua, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I'm Pua Beasley, um, born and raised in Kanohe on the east side of Oahu. Um, I went up to Texas for my first two years of college and then decided to transfer back home, play in front of the home crowd. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What, how did, what was your mainland experience like? Um, it was definitely a culture shell shock. Like, coming back home and seeing everybody, and you know everybody, like, on the island because it's so small, and, you know, you just have to say your last name, and you find out <laughs> who you're related to, and you end up being Calabash cousins with someone or real blood cousins somehow, some way. But, yeah, up there, they were definitely so nice, but culturally things are very different up there yeah. um not as tight-knit i would say and so it was definitely something that i needed to um adjust to so good experience but nice to be home it sounds like yes most definitely <laughs> uh well let's see so Lynn, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself ella where are you from and, and you're majoring in marketing yes so i'm a marketing major i'm from tucson arizona this is my third year here at hpu and i've loved every minute of it so far what what aspects of marketing interest you for your career aspirations? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. Several fields. I love beauty and makeup. I love traveling. My mom's in the travel industry, so I've thought about that, but I'm not really sure yet because okay. we'll just see where I end up. Well, marketing is a broad field, right? It is. A lot yeah, of options for sure. Wow. And Pua, HR. So when you think about you know your post volleyball, post HPU career, you know what do you, what are you thinking about pursuing in the area of HR? Um, right now, I'm not too sure. Definitely, I want to work with something that's um, pursuing indigenous like rights and activists and just perpetuating Hawaiian culture. Nice. So um, my mom works at the Queen's Trust, so the last reigning monarch of Hawaii, okay. her trust. So they have an HR department, so I'm hoping to maybe, you know, pull some strings and hopefully I can get an interview. It's somehow. a great growing field. Yeah. Um, and, and Violet, you know, if you're, if you're leaning business, it's always a, a good sort of fallback major. Uh, gives you some options down the road. Doesn't sort yeah. of chart your course to one specific outcome. But 
you know, what, what do you lean towards when you think about interest in the business arena? Um, I just need like something that'll give me a broad aspect of things because I have a lot of interest in like everything that I learn. It's just like cool to me. So I need something that'll be broad. So once I finally narrow it down, I have something to back it up instead of picking something too specific and then being stuck, you know? Yep. Yep. Good. Keep your options open, but uh, it's a good general degree. Well, let's talk a little volleyball. Sure. So let's go, let's come back to uh, to the team and you know, so what do you guys have to look forward to this year? Um, you know what's what's been some of the from the players' point of view? Um, you know what's been some of the the highlights as you get going this year and you're back at HPU? You know what stood out to you as you've gone through the the early course of the season? Yeah, definitely. Last season, um, we got to just take it as a learning lesson and you know take it with some grace. But I think it was it was kind of hard because the turnaround from when we start preseason to playing our first preseason tournament is only a couple of weeks. And so you definitely just need to learn how to gel and grow during each practice. And so definitely spring season, we're gonna create that culture, that work ethic culture that we wanna withhold ourselves to. And it's definitely, we're not taking spring for granted yeah. anymore. And are there a lot of team-based activities as you head into the spring? Do you, are you doing things together, or you know, how do you prepare as you get closer to the start? Yeah, so for us, um, with the Shark Tank, and we both have both men's and women's basketball um, going and using the gym because they are in season. Um, it's kind of difficult to get gym time in, so it's kind of you do trainings on your own, like workouts and lifts. But luckily we were able to go into open gym and you know, just touch ball, get some of the rust off from um, resting for about two months. And then once like it gets into early March, we'll start going into it head on. They, they also uh, did a good um, community um, event with the uh, a girls day, girls women's day, where the team and all the uh, sports of uh, the women's sports kind of worked with the youngsters from age from four to 12. Um, you know, and they just kind of work in the gym and, and so forth like that. Kind of helping yeah. just propagate the sport. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Sharks Weekly here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760 and FM 95.1. We will be back in a moment. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back here on the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University here at the Aloha Tower Marketplace in the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena. We're talking women's volleyball today with head coach um, Jenik Tumanig and players Ella Dotson, Pua Beasley, and Violet Sickles. Um, let's come back to, to some of the observations from the players. So you guys were talking about some of the, uh, some of the fun highlights, maybe <laughs> some difficulties even that you've had uh, through the last season as you prepare to head into the spring. You know, what else What else has stood out to you as you've thought about, you know, heading into the new season? Yeah, so we've had lots of turnover the past couple of years within the players, you know, like so many new girls coming onto the team each year. So that's definitely always been a challenge in the beginning for everybody to sort of bond and get to know each other in such a short amount of time before we have our first game. But something I've noticed that really seems to help is the road trips when we go off to California and play our games. It's a really good bonding experience for those who do make the team and I feel like it helps to really get to know each other and bond and I think this season we had our first win after we came back from our first road trip. So 
think that definitely sort of played a role in that. Is it just the, just the team bonds, the chemistry elevates? And, you know, is it, is it social, though, or do you guys, you know, talk about the game and, and, and preparation, and, or is it really just chemistry building? It's both. I think, you know, it's definitely social, and I mean, we all get along socially, and we all love each other, but, I mean, chemistry on the court is definitely different from chemistry off the court, so... Yeah, I think definitely. And just getting that experience in and playing those preseason games and then going on road trip. I mean, I think we play like four or five games on a road trip. So that okay. definitely helps to build court chemistry as well. Wow. And Jenik, you had a busy season, uh, 12 new players. Um, yes. Talk about recruiting. You know, where, where were you out and about? And, uh, yeah. Um, well, recruiting, obviously, it's always a, um, a lot of dynamics involved with it. Um, obviously, a lot of recruits, they want to come to Hawaii Pacific University because of the location, you know, being in Hawaii. But, uh, um, you know, for the most part, we are a strong institution with our um, program. So that's a big thing of recruiting. Um, we've, our Ella was our farthest in the past. We're from Arizona. Arizona, Tucson. Yeah, and then um, we got uh, doors opened up in Atlanta. We got uh, two, three girls from there. And then uh, we have uh, West Virginia. Uh, we also have one in from Illinois that uh, is in the team. So I think uh, for... The expansion of recruiting, um, you know, it, there's a lot of talent, um, you know, out there, and we want to make sure we got the right fit for those girls that come down. What's the perception of, of some of the girls that might be coming from the mainland? I mean, do they view, you know, Hawaii as, you know, with the beach and beach volleyball, and it's just a, a volleyball mecca out here? You know, that's that's a very good question because when they first contact me, and we get a conversation over the phone or so, and the big question I ask is why Hawaii? We're right in the middle of the uh, ocean and you can't just jump in a car and go visit friends and family. Um, and obviously the first thing they say is location. You know, and I think that I want to express to them that uh, the culture is a big thing that we have here differently from, I would say, others um, states, which is, you know, nothing wrong. But uh, you have to really understand what the culture is about. Yeah, for sure. And and people don't realize, you know, 2,500 miles away from the mainland, the West Coast, it's a long way to be away. And, and Apu, you've got family. You're from here originally, but, but Ella and Violet, you guys are, you know, from quite far away. How have you dealt with that through the season? And, you know, have you leaned on your teammates for support, you know, but being so far away from home, do you get homesick? Uh, I had a pretty hard time first semester just, like, dealing with being so far away from my family. But I really think it just helped having, like, the volleyball team and those relationships. Because, like, I know some people, they'll come and then they won't be playing sports. They won't have those automatic relationships. But I think it definitely helped to have, like, all my teammates there for me to talk to. And, like, the older girls who have gone through this feeling of homesickness just to talk to them. And then, like, forming those closer relationships and friendships. I think that was what really helped me get through yeah, that yeah, hard it's, part. Support mechanism is critical. And, yeah. you know, Ella, what about you being so um, far away from home? Yeah, so I actually, I came here in 2020, like right midst of the pandemic. So that was definitely kind of weird because I didn't have like the average, you know, parent drop off and help you decorate your dorm. Like I just literally had to like say goodbye to them in the <laughs> hallway of a hotel. So it was definitely interesting, but I didn't have as hard of a time feeling homesick. I think you know, I FaceTime my mom probably like three times a day and I talk to my family a lot over the phone and I don't know, I'm a pretty independent person, I would say. And as much as I do love my family, I think, you know, coming here and having the team and my teammates, I mean, that's like kind of your social aspect besides your classmates. It's like kind of like a sorority almost. You have yeah. your sisters here and your family. So, yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, Pua, being a, a, a local, uh, you know, growing up here, um, you know, you've got a support mechanism in place. Um, have you had an opportunity to introduce any of your teammates to some friends that you've, you know, you've had here as you've grown up? Yeah, for sure. So um, I believe that as my job as a Native Hawaiian, it is to educate these girls that are coming in. Um, not only, yes, it is nice and it's very beautiful, but there's also another aspect to it about what us Kanaka Maoli are going through right now with, you know, Mauna Kea, all these protests, Red Hill, that's going on. That's just kind of, you know, it's like destruction of land for us. And yeah. um, so I was able to connect a couple of freshmen, um, you know, bring them over for dinner sometimes just so that they could, you know, have that home cooked meal if they missed it and like have that family aspect. Cause my, my whole family, I come from a big family. I live with like 12 other people inside the house. Um, and that's usually how it is down here. It's generational living because of, you know, cost of living down here. So you just, it's normal to live with your great grandparents and then, you know, three generation households. But I think um, my family's always been, it's open door. Um, whoever's on your team, that's our daughters now, and we'll, we'll just take care of them. Yeah, and that's yeah. just got to help. Some of your teammates feel more at home, and they have a, a second family to give them comfort. And um, Is that a big part of, of your job for as sure. head coach? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think Violet touched up a little bit, and then Poa just kind of said about the family thing. You know, and as our players come into the program, they become an extended daughter of mine's. And it's not like I'm over their shoulders to make sure they're doing their homework or taking care of themselves. I, I, you know, I'm going to let them grow up and, and uh, be accountable in their decisions and all those kind of things. But the big thing that keeps me coaching is that when they're done here in the, the program or university and go back to their uh, hometown or where they're at in their career, they stay in touch. And yeah. that's a real, real a blessing when they call me and say, hey, coach, how's things going? You know, or some girls are still kind of together um, talking about their wedding coming up and getting people, you know, re reunion kind of thing. And that's something that I really cherish when they, they take that relationship, you know, further from just college. It's one of the most gratifying things about working in a university is, you know, not just the opportunity to mentor young people, whether it's on the academic side or the athletic side, but really seeing them prosper and sprout when they become adults and enter that profession it's just the most gratifying part of this work Janik, what what have you seen as some of the big differences between coaching high school volleyball and college the big differences yeah recruiting recruiting yeah. that's the big part of the um, job huh? you know in high school you you get what you get in terms of who's enrolled in school you know so that's something that uh you know presents a, a good challenge in itself but uh, in the collegiate scene, um, as we are, uh, I would say, a, a popular destination place for our school. But, uh, you know, we just want to bring the right girls that here wants to be here um, for the right purposes as well. Um, and, and the recruiting part is, is just, a, uh, you know, so much things go with it, especially with this portal, um, transfer portal that's kind of, uh, you know, coming about. Uh, sometimes I feel... Um, kind of feel like the seniors are, um, you know, at a disadvantage because when these transfers put their name in there, um, program's going to say, like, well, we got an experienced player, maybe wanted to come here, um, and so forth. And yeah. yeah. Well, I imagine that you have a whole added dimension to your, your job as head coach. It's not just, you know, crafting the team and finding the right players that fit the strategy uh, that you want to pursue in terms of the sport itself, but finding the right fit for people that will 
enjoy Hawaii, that will be grow and prosper here at HPU. So you've got that multi-dimensional uh, sort of uh, aspects to yeah. look at. You know, and and there's a few girls right now that graduated are still here, um, and they're they're teaching in the education department. They have a job, you know, working in the in the professional field here as well. So that's that's pretty neat to have them, you know, stay here. Although the cost of living is is you know a, a, a challenge at times, but uh, they want to be here, and yep. that's that's something great to see that, you know. And we just want to expand in these girls that they go out and be ambassadors uh, not only for the program but for the school and the state. Yeah. Do you do you work with any of the high school programs, or do you have you know youth leagues or, or teams come in and, and have uh, have your girls kind of work with them? With with our schedule, um, it, it kind of uh, it's tough, um, you know, and and we try to balance with their academics and practices and doing their social life as well. Um, and that's the experience I want them to have here. And obviously, we want to connect with um, some schools and, and maybe get down there and in touch with them. We actually, on February 16th, uh, Thursday, we're going to be uh, headed to uh, um, elementary school in town to just do a field day with them and do four hours of just having fun. Nice. Nice. And that helps propagate the sport yeah. and, and provides mentorship opportunities for, for you all. Um, you know what about you know in your spare time? Are you guys tempted to to go off and and you know jump on a, into a beach volleyball game over at one of the beaches? And do you allow that, coach? Are they allowed to yeah, play? Yeah, as, as I said, they're they're there to make decisions. Okay, um, you know. And um, speaking of a beach, we're we're hoping to to launch out our our beach um, program or so in spring of twenty four. So um, some of the girls are excited about that as well. And. You know, they, they all they have their, their hobbies and, and what they like to do off, you know, off season or off time. And, um, yeah, they, they do what they need to do. Nice. Do you, do you have a favorite hobby that you, you pursue in your spare time? Um, I really like just, like, chilling at Alamoana Beach. It's close. It's easy. And then sometimes we'll get, like, a big group of us. We'll go hang out there. We'll play some beach. It's not that good, though, because <laughs> most of our friends don't know how to play. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a good time. Some touches, even if they're not the best touches ever. Perfect. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Sharks Radio on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760 and FM 95.1. And we'll be back in just a moment. Here's a very special offer for our local college-bound students and families. HPU is Hawaii's top-rated private university. Its graduates have the highest mean salaries of any private or public university here. And now, with HPU's Holomua commitment, your tuition remaining after scholarships and grants is covered by the university. Based on qualified family income, an HPU education could cost the same or less than even a Hawaii State University. Do more with the HPU degree and the Holomua commitment. HPU.edu. Back to the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena on the Hawaii Pacific University's Aloha Tower Marketplace Campus. It's Shirts Weekly on 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we're back. You know, let's give some game highlights here for the, the past week in HPU sports. Um, we can start with uh, women's basketball. Uh, back on uh, last Thursday, uh, we had a win, 88 to 66. Um, some highlights: uh, Spurgeon dropped her ninth double-double of the season, finishing with 31 points and a team-high 13 rebounds. Uh, Ross, who hit three three-pointers that night, um, followed with 15 points. She also gave out six assists, and sophomore Jordan Jensen scores 10. 
while senior Avery Cargill and Nunez ended with eight points each. Nunez hauled in six rebounds, with Cargill dishing out a team-leading seven assists. The men on Thursday uh, also played holy names out in Oakland, California, and picked up a win, 95-64. to Sanchez Shart, 11 for 14 on route to a 30-point game. He also led the team in rebounds, bringing in eight. Uh, Chandler and sophomore Mason Landick followed behind with 12 points apiece. Landick also dished out a team-high six assists. And finally, uh, made, uh, junior Maj Duzinik and senior Trey Chapman scored 11 uh, and nine points respectively while bringing in six re- rebounds each. Um, but let's come back to uh, let's come back to volleyball, which is the sport of the day here. So we're talking about uh, team dynamics, um, what makes for a successful team chemistry. Um, you know, coach, tell us more about um, you know what what you when you think about HPU and, and our women's volleyball team. What's what's different about our team? Do you have a different approach than maybe some of your competitors in terms of the team strategy, um, or is it just trying to recruit talent and uh, and go out there and dominate? Well, yeah, obviously you want to get out there and compete for, you know, the conference title and further your, your um, playoff contention and all that. But the the girls that we want to bring in the program again is basically the girls that understand what the university is about, you know, and, and what the program can do for them in terms of volleyball. Um, you know, if they want to pursue a professional career in volleyball. We do have contacts in that in, in the Europe section, um, you know, and it, it's something that if they, it's a unique place to, to go to school and compete. So, um, you know, the difference from here to other program, it could be, I want to say the girls, um, because they make the program. I'm just here to, to kind of guide them through it, make sure that we're, we're healthy competing um, and be the best we can. What about um, do you have uh, some players on the on the team that are interested in coaching, and is that something that you know you can help mentor and, yeah. and provide some insight into how to become a successful coach? Sure, they've they've uh, they've talked about it a little bit, and I think Pua is doing a little bit uh, this uh, club season and, and so forth. And um, you know, it's kind of a, a a kick to me when when they're in open gym and they're trying to um, do their things uh, as far as run the team on their own. Um, it's kind of unique to say to see them look at me like, can you help? But then I would say, no, you you, you, uh, you guys are doing fine, you know, and now you understand what it takes to uh, coach a team at times. Gotcha. So, so Pua, you're <laughs> stepping lightly into the ranks of uh, learning to coach a bit, and yeah. tell, us, tell us what that experience is like. Yeah, so I started coaching um, club ball, I think, in 2020. So it's going to be my third season coaching club. Um, I started coaching club in Texas. Um, for like two Texas volleyball clubs and then I made it back home and I'm kind of living like a full circle moment right now um, I'm coaching with my old high school coach okay so it's uh, just so many blessings coming in and um, being able to see the next generation or the next wave of volleyball girls it's very different from when I was playing down here yeah still though all my girls they have that chip on their shoulder that they need and you know we're not big like the mainland teams or were but mainland teams wouldn't want to play us because we would just out hustle and you know always play with that grit and it's like oh this five five girl that's playing in the middle rather than a six foot girl and it's like oh but still just go no matter what just yeah. be play scrappy so it's very rewarding to see and 
definitely coaching tournaments i'm over there maybe like whispering in there like hey guys like think about hbu or there you go a trying to push them over yeah bring some talent in <laughs> yeah just a little bit nice yeah. well um ellen violet what about you guys any you know aspirations of coaching do you work with any um any younger players and their development um, I haven't done much coaching myself. I'll go home to my old club and I'll play and sometimes they hold like little clinics or things like that that I'll do. But and I just did the National Women in Sports Day. So that was kind of some coaching for me. But I mean, it's hard, man. I give credit to the coaches like my voice after just coaching the one day at the girls in sports clinic. Like I couldn't even talk. I was like, Oh, my gosh. But but yeah, it's definitely fun. But I don't think I'll go into coaching. Or if I did, it would be more of an assistant role or something. But yeah, and I imagine with volleyball, it's kind of a lifelong sport. You can you know play yeah. in club or recreational volleyball leagues. It's one of the great sports for for continuing on. Um, unlike some other sports, where when you're done with college, you're done. I don't see many club <laughs> football teams out there, right? <laughs> um, and, and tell us, Violet, what about you? Um, so I've been doing like this little kids camp thing at my local sports complex back home for two years now. And then this past summer they did more volleyball focused camps. So I worked those. I was like the main person that was teaching the kids, but we didn't do too much of that. It was just a little thing that they wanted to start because our complex like was just built a couple years ago. But I don't know if I'm going to want to keep coaching. Like, <laughs> I would love to do it now, but to do it in the future, I'm not sure if I can see it. Because I like relating to the kids, like being able to like form little bonds with them. But I don't know if I could keep doing that later on, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. And um, that's a, it's a tough skill for sure. Uh, but I know I've, I've done some coaching, and I know one of the most fulfilling things is is teaching young people just team dynamics and team chemistry and how to rely on each other and to create something bigger than yourself. And I imagine yeah. that must be one of the most rewarding That's, things for you, Janik. That is totally true. I think for coaching uh, for numerous years here, not only in the islands, but uh, um, competing up in, in nationally as well. And you see a ton of athletes and, and coaches as well in, in different levels and how they, they treat their athletes, you know, um, where you know unless you're in the professional level then it's obviously a, you know those those are the big things yeah but as far as the collegiate or even club um we want to make them get that experience they're looking for you know and, and i think uh, that's that's the big joy for me when i see them enjoying themselves we can't win everything we'd like to win everything you know but i think if you play your best and you feel that you had that satisfaction of hey i put my we're all out there, you know, the, the famous quote of uh, John John Wooden. Yeah. You know, what is what is success? The, the pyramid. Wizard of Westwood. Yeah. Yeah, you know, those those are kind of things like you can't go down on the on the player because they did their best, you know, and if you feel and they feel that they didn't, then obviously they'll have their convictions of of that, but uh, you know, all we can ask for is is to go out there and compete, you know, and never give up, and I think that's a tribute to our girls. Although our record didn't speak for itself, but I think we competed for for the entire season. Um, you know, outcome didn't come our way, but we we were gonna see the, uh, the outcome as it, it, it continues this coming fall, spring, and next season. Yep. Is there is there an athlete that has inspired each of you as you think about your um, collegiate sports career or even before in high school? But you know, Violet, maybe maybe start with you and uh, tell us you know who's influenced you as, as you as you honed your own athletic abilities and thought about the mental aspects and the physical aspects of the sport 
Um, I never really had a person that I like looked up to whenever I was growing up. But then in high school, like my freshman or sophomore year, I went to the University of Florida volleyball camp. And it was just like a whole new world of like these crazy, crazy, like superhuman athletes. <laughs> and it was like, I want to be one of them, which like, <laughs> I don't know if I will ever get to that point. But uh, there were a couple girls on the team. Um, and then I would start watching like the UH players. And there's a couple girls on that team that I just like, they're so cool. They seem like such nice people and they're like so good. But yeah. I, there's never been like one specific person that I've looked up to. It's okay. just been like a whole group of people. Good, good. Cool. What about you? Have you looked up to an athlete through your athletic career? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would have to say uh, Avon Lee or Tirohuna. Um They both played for the University of Hawaii. But, you know, they're not what you think a typical volleyball player looks like. And I think I very much found that in common like you know they're poly girls they're very yeah. much just bigger boned and so i always looked up to them because they never let that stop them they're not what you typically see in volleyball but they were they played balls to the walls every single game that they went out there and i was lucky enough to play for both of them so i started with Tirohuna my first um club season 12s and then um then I moved on on in sophomore year. I played for Coach Avon. Okay. And it was just, I still keep in touch with her, and it's just so awesome this year. And, you know, she, like, she really pushed me. Like, after every practice, I would be like, oh, my gosh, almost throwing up. But I loved every second of it because I knew that it, she knew what it took to get there. And she was just going to be that person that would just push me no matter what. Even if I could say that, you know, like, I don't like her, whatever, she didn't care. She was going to push me because she cares so much about me. But. Nice. Yeah, so I love her for that. But yeah, definitely those two were pivotal. Okay. Yeah. Ella, you're up. Who's influenced you? Okay, so probably similar to Violet. I never really had one athlete that I looked up to specifically. But, I mean, like I said, I'm from Tucson. We're Wildcats fans. So I was always going to volleyball camps at the University of Arizona. And there's all these amazing athletes who played under Coach David Rubio. And I pretty much always looked up to them as well as, like, older girls at my club or even I had coaches that were younger who had played in the past who inspired me so so yeah that's probably I looked up to lots of girls so nice nice and Janik what about you any any coaching influences or, or players that you yeah. tout to your team as models role models the the coaching influence for me went back to my high school coach um and Harry Picaro um and he's one that got me into coaching accidentally um I was just there after graduation, just helping out with the basketball team, just jumping in and stuff. Um, and the volleyball coach uh, position opened up, and he kind of looked around and says, hey, Janik, you played volleyball. Go coach volleyball. <laughs> so then I says, I don't know how to coach. Go, you know, and says, just go have him fun. Go let him have fun. That's how he inspired me and continuing on. Nice, nice. Well, we're going to take uh, another commercial break here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network with Sharks Weekly here on AM 760 and 95.1 at the beautiful DSE Hawaii Esports Arena. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's 95.1 FM and AM 760. 
and we're back on the campus of Hawaii Pacific University in the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena here talking women's volleyball. But before we get back to our conversation, just a couple of highlights for the past week in shark sports. The women's basketball team this last Sunday was at Dominican in San Rafael, California and picked up a win. 71 to 64 as Spurgeon broke yet another HPO, HPU school record this season with seven blocks uh, on that day in a record. Um, she had previously had, uh, led uh, earlier in the month. She also led the Sharks in both scoring with 18 and rebounds with 12. The men uh, were not as successful this last Sunday, um, losing to Dominican by a score of 89 to 74. Um, and unfortunately lost again uh, this last Tuesday, uh, yesterday, 88-82 uh, to 82, uh, at Fresno Pacific, out in Fresno. Uh, women also lost uh, at a score of 79-51, to 51, also playing Fresno Pacific. This coming week, we've got some games coming up in softball and men's tennis. Uh, this Friday, February 3rd, um, the softball team will be at Irvine, um, playing West Oregon. We've got... Um, men's baseball and the alumni game in Waiapu, Oahu on February 3rd as well. And then softball back in action on Saturday, uh, playing Colorado Christian and CSU Monterey Bay on into the weekend on Sunday. Softball playing at Cal State San Marcos. And men's tennis picks up a game on uh, in Calgary, uh, against Calgary, I should say, uh, here in Oahu and also on Monday playing Calgary and then starts the week uh, with softball at CSU Domingo Hills, um, and uh, we've got a full week of sports ahead for HPU Sports. But let's get back to volleyball. So, you know, I picked up volleyball late in life, and uh, I, I played a little bit of beach volleyball, and I, and I, and I think the, the thing that I noticed trying to pick it up is you can tell, like, who knows how to play volleyball <laughs> and who doesn't. Not who's a good athlete and who's a bad athlete, because a good athlete will go out there and be like a jackrabbit, right, running up to the net and trying to spike and doesn't understand the concept of setting and, and how it becomes a team sport. And I think a lot of people that aren't familiar with volleyball don't recognize that it is a, a, a very nuanced team sport. Talk a little bit about that for those that aren't as familiar with with volleyball and how do you how do you play how do you set um, your 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 strategy and 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 define uh, responsibilities of each position? Yeah, volleyball is a unique sport that you have. Um, you need to learn all the skills to kind of be successful on the sport itself. Um, you know, you can't do it alone. Um, you know, there's there's rules of uh, you know things that you have to do as far as pass set and hit. That's obviously the the main goal is to score points. Um, but I think as far as a team concept, um, you know, it's it's all about who's next to you and who's around you and what they can um, do to support you and what you want to accomplish. Yeah, and I imagine you know at the at the collegiate level, you guys are coming in really knowing you know team strategy and 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 the the responsibilities of each position. But I imagine if you're working with younger people, um, you see that they just want to get up there and hit it. They want to spike everything. They want to jump up at the net and block it and, and not play that, that, that team strategy that makes the team successful and ultimately has a positive outcome. All right. And, and just understanding of the game is just the basic thing that we as coaches want to um, instill in our players. They all have the skills, the proper techniques that need to, again, give them the advantage. But understanding the game and, and why and how um, and when to do these things is important in yep. the game itself. Yeah, and for those listening, it's a great sport to pick up late in life. Beach volleyball, uh, in particular, it's it's easy on the, the knees. It's a good social recreational sport, and you can play with some folks that aren't going to hammer down on you <laughs> and spike it on top of you. Um, 
But you know, we're we're in a beautiful place to to live, to to work, to play, to go to school. You know, I'd like to hear, you know, maybe Violet, maybe kick us off with, you know, what are, what are some of your favorite things about going to school in Hawaii outside of maybe the playing sports and, and academics? But what do you like about being out here? Um, at first, I really liked being able to be kind of far from my family and like <laughs> grow on my own. But then it kind of got a little homesick. And I liked that I could have, like, these family members, distant family members that are like, oh, hey, I'm coming to visit you. Can we, like, get brunch or something? Like, I want to go to Hawaii. And I thought that was just so cool. I love that there's just, like, such a diverse community everywhere here. Because, like, growing up in West Virginia, it's, like, pretty much the same people, same types of people, same cultures. It, like, it really has helped me grow as a person and, like, just learning about like the native Hawaiian people and like all of the history it's been really nice and like I've had like Pua she's been helping me like grow and learn about like the natives and stuff but yeah it's just like such a different everything here compared to West Virginia it's like always hot compared to like it was zero degrees when I went home so it's always beautiful weather it's perfect weather right yeah Cool. You've lived here, so different experience for you, you know, having already immersed in the culture, having grown up here. Do you help some of your teammates, as, as Violet was talking about, better understand Hawaiian culture? Yeah, because I think um, definitely on the continent, uh, they don't really teach about Hawaiian history. The only really thing that you hear about is um, Pearl Harbor, whereas some of the girls that came down, they didn't know that, you know, our queen was you know, imprisoned, right? Like, they don't know about the illegal overthrow of, you know, our monarchy. Yep. And that, you know, we still, some, a lot of us still reside as the Hawaiian kingdom, whereas the 50th state. So it's definitely, I feel like it is my kuleana to, um, you know, educate or inform. Um, and I think when certain girls come over here, they definitely see it as, you know, all rainbows and sunshine and you know but they discover that it's it's more than that because these are like our ancestors my ancestors have been here probably I can track like 13,000 years ago wow you can go back to your family history Mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah and so I think it's like you know there's people that this was their land before and so we need to take care of it and you know malama and you know, just take care of each other. So it's definitely a good opportunity for me to educate them about. Yeah. And propagate just the spirit of Hawaii and yeah. the, the gentleness and the, the chillness of the culture is also mm-hmm. something striking here. Mm-hmm. Ella, what about you? What's your favorite thing about Hawaii? Um, I love everything about Hawaii. I love exploring the island. I love going to all the different beaches. I love the hikes. I love the food. I love the people. Like they said, it's such a diverse culture here, and it's just nothing like I've ever experienced before. So, yeah, and I love our university. It's awesome. I love the small class sizes, and I love our unique campus, and it's great. I love it all. It is a wonderful and unique and special place to be. I imagine, um, Jenik, that's a, a strong selling proposition as you recruit students out here. But you know, what are some of your impressions of Hawaii? You've been out here a long time, um, and uh, you know all the special places, I imagine, yeah. and have some, some on your list. So share a little I, bit of your... I think living in Hawaii for a numerous years, you see the changes structurally, you know, and you, you, you tend to um, forget how paradise was. 
you know, and, and this still is a, an island, a tropical island, where if you know the places where to go, you'll, you'll feel that, uh, that this is the paradise. You know, and I think the paradise is made by people here. And as, as Paul said, that, you know, the, the diversity of uh, people, not only in the student body, but in general, um, if you have a gathering, you'll have um, people from all different parts of the, you know, the country or, or so. And you, have, you see the type of food that they bring out and, you know, the cultural experience that you have, the, the conversation that you have. Um, you know, different uh, countries may deal with different topics a different way and, and just having that conversation with them and, and seeing how they do. Yep. And Paul, you mentioned Kuleana. That's one of the university's values, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, well, we'll have to explore that on another day because I see we're getting the, the old hook here. So we're going to wind up another uh, uh, another day of, of wonderful sports here um, and talking with our women's volleyball coach and three fantastic players. I want to wish you guys success um, as you move yeah. into the future, both with the team and professionally um, uh, in life as you move into a career. Um, and I want to thank you for being our guest today. And, uh, thank you for having us. You're very welcome, and uh, best of luck as we continue on. And uh, thanks for being with us this morning. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of Charts Weekly in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for another edition. Your brand new home for OIA Athletics. KGU AM. K236CR. Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.